the globe have been waiting for it's the track star sports mma main card with your man the voice as always let's start off with some headlines and hot takes the pfl has tapped one of the most respected people in the industry to head their rules and competition committee none other than the All-American, Brian Stan. As a former WEC champion, he knows what it's like to be a part of an organization that's striving to make their mark on the MMA landscape. Not only is he a decorated fighter, but he quickly became one of the best, if not the best, color commentary person in the game. With all the unique ways that the PFL will have to field fights, having someone with his level of integrity heading up the rules committee is an excellent choice. Speaking of the PFL, they've got a little more news. They've got uniforms. Yes, the PFL has uniforms just like the UFC has uniforms. And their jackets specifically look just like the UFC's as far as how they're built. Um, They're not as, I don't know, colorful. It's just blank white. At least that's what they showed on the pictures. But, hey, they've got uniforms. Joe Lozon, who serves as an intermediary between the fighters of the UFC and Reebok, thinks that once the deal is over, Reebok is going to be out of the UFC. Whereas with what the PFL is doing, they created a nice compromise to ensure that their fighters can receive sponsorship money while fighting. Whereas the UFC does not really allow their sponsors, or I should say they don't allow the fighter sponsors to get any kind of viewing during the fights, unless you happen to be sponsored by one of the companies that's in agreement with the UFC as far as advertising is concerned, specifically some of the big name people such as Budweiser and Monster. You will see people in the UFC who are supported by those companies, or I should say who have a agreement with those companies with those logos on their shorts and on their shirts. Well, PFL said, we'll do that for everyone. Uh, They have the ability to have two sponsors on their shirt, the jacket, and their shorts, as well as their walkout hat. So with a change coming at some point for the UFC, they may want to take a page out of the PFL's book by allowing a bit more branding to go on. Now, last week, talked about Golden Boy MMA trying to come in and make a splash. Well, Chuck the Iceman Liddell made it official 
on the MMA Hour this week. He will be fighting again, and he will be fighting for Golden Boy MMA. Personally, I'm not interested in investing my funds to see the fight between he and Tito. I mean, well, I really am not. It depends. If it's something that's low on the entry point, like 30 bucks, I may break down and do it. I have to be honest. I may break down and do it uh, based on that and depending on the other fights on the card. Otherwise, I may just wait and see what the results are. And I'm leaning more so towards the latter than the former. On the MMA beat today, I heard them talking about how at fights, Chuck Liddell is so like pumped up and, and he can't sit still when fights are going on. If that's the case, I would love to see him use his vast knowledge of MMA to help bring along the new generation. Do some coaching. It allows you to still kind of be in the fight. You're there. You're giving instructions as to what to do. Or he could do some commentary. He has served as a guest fighter and an ambassador for the for WSOF, so the PFL in its former uh, format, I should say, um, you know, but but doing some things like that or uh, being a, a color commentator, doing those kind of things allow him to still be involved without being in the actual cage. As someone who loves MMA and loves the pioneers that have made a way. I would love to see Chuck get involved like that where he won't potentially be putting himself in danger anytime. <laughs> not, not even anytime soon, just not putting himself in danger of really messing up his life. Because with one good couple strikes, yeah, things could be a lot worse for the Iceman. In other news, Fighters Only has released their MMA Awards nominees this week. So I encourage everyone to go over to FightersOnly.com and vote for your favorite fighters, your favorite fights, your favorite whatever categories they have. It's there. It's open to the public. Make your voice known regarding who you believe is the best. Another award that was given out recently was for the UFC Hall of Fame. And they announced that they'll be inducting, as they do every year, a fight. And the fight that they're inducting is Henderson versus Shogun 1. Man, that fight was legendary. Oh, man, I still remember watching. I was like, what are they doing out here? Who's going to win this fight? It doesn't matter who wins the fight. We win as fight fans watching this. Oh, my goodness. It was a crazy fight, and I'm glad to see it being memorialized in the Hall of Fame. One championship unstoppable dreams will take place at Singapore Indoor Stadium 
on May 18th. That's right, on Friday. Actually, just a couple hours after the MMA main card drops. This historic card will have three title fights, two of them being MMA. It's headlined by Andrea Lee versus Mae Yamaguchi. Now, Andrea Lee, if you don't know who she is, she is a phenomenal Adam Waite champion who was born in Canada to a Korean Singaporean parent and another one. I'm sorry, not Korean, Singaporean, Chinese and Singaporean parent and a Korean parent on the other end. Uh, she trains out of Singapore now, uh, even though she lives in Hawaii and has lived there since the age of seven, but uh, trains out of Singapore. And she is a beast. She'll definitely have the crowd behind her as she proudly flies the flag of Singapore. And she'll be looking to keep her record unblemished in a rematch with Yamaguchi. This fight took place two years ago at the same location, and it was also for the Adam Waite Championship. At that time, though, it was for the inaugural Adam Waite Championship, and it was a phenomenal, closely contested fight that was a fight of the month and in running for fight of the year on a number of people's end of the year shows again May did not win that fight which was her one debut and her follow up fighting one didn't fare very well either as she lost that one also since then though she's won two in a row the deep jewels champion hopes to hand Lee her first loss if you can watch the fight you definitely want to do so uh, you know if you're getting up early uh, it takes place at 6 a.m central time which is the time zone that i'm in right now that's when everything starts off uh, it's supposed to run until about nine or so a.m central time so if you're up and you listen to the mma main card you may want to download the one app and see if you can't catch this fight if you see nothing else on the one card you definitely want to see the fight with Andrea Lee and Mae Yamaguchi. The co-main event for this card has dual weight champion Martin Inwin being challenged by Angela Lee's brother Christian Lee for the featherweight crown. Inwin tried to become a three division champ back in March but lost to the flyweight kingpin or I should say um the bantamweight kingpin for one FC, which is Bibiano Fernandez. If you don't know who Fernandez is, because he has fought most of his notable fights in one FC, he is arguably the best bantamweight in the world and definitely the best outside the UFC. He trains with Demetrius Johnson, who we know is a beast they train together they push each other all the time and yeah the flash is the real deal can't wait for his next fight uh, but that's who 
in-win loss to in his last fight. Now he's coming back up in weight to featherweight to defend that title. He also has the lightweight title, but featherweight is what he's defending in this matchup with Christian Lee. One has a couple of Russian lightweights that'll be making their debuts on this card. And they do so against former champs in Shinya Aoki and Edward Foloyang. Yeah, they are not getting any uh, <laughs> any easy matchups as they come in from Russia. And for both of them, I feel like it's their first fights outside of Russia. The undefeated one, I know for sure. Uh, so anyway, again, if you are hearing this, and it's the morning time, I would strongly urge you to go and download the One app and see if you can't catch the fights. Should be some really, really interesting, historic, and exciting fights. UFC Fight Night 129 marks the first time that the UFC holds an event in South America outside of the country of Brazil and it will take place at the Movie Star Arena in Santiago, Chile. Kamaru Usman will be taking on Damian Maya in the main event. Alexander Lee of MMA Fighting interviewed Maya who said he's considering retiring in 2019. One of the video pieces that the UFC produced, Maya was in it and he said that he's still shooting for the title and he knows that the winner of this match puts themselves in contention for the welterweight strap. This is yet another short notice fight as his welterweight title fight against Tyron Woodley in August took place with only about a month's notice. Just like that fight, he goes against another strong wrestler. He lost against Woodley. He took on yet another strong wrestler in Kobe Covington and lost in his last fight. And here we go again with Usman. Now, Maya did just sign a four-fight contract with the UFC, which at 40 will probably be his last one and probably another reason why he says come 2019 he will probably be done with fighting Usman was scheduled to face the dangerous striker an Argentine native Santiago Ponzinibbio and as this takes place in South America Chile being not too far from Argentina they were hoping to get a nice push by having the Latin American star on the card. Unfortunately, he got hurt and cannot fight. And Usman can definitely use his phenomenal wrestling to dictate where the fight's going to take place. But unlike Ponzinibbio, he definitely has a lot more to be concerned about with the fight being on the ground. Because if Maya catches him in a sub, It'll put a stop to his seven-fight win streak. The co-main event has Alexa Grasso taking on Tatiana Suarez. This is a good fight between oven comers. Grasso has always fought hard 
and has only one defeat in her pro career. But this definitely is going to mark for Suarez the highest profile fight in the Tough 23 Champs 5 fight career. Alexa Grasso likes to put on striking clinics that go the distance, while Suarez's preferred method of victory is submission. With that being said, if the fight stays on the feet, advantage Grasso. If it hits the ground, advantage Suarez. Diego Rivas and Guido Canetti are going to be fighting each other, and this fight has a bunch of interesting backstories. One, both fighters are coming off of a loss. Secondly, and probably more importantly, these fighters were teammates on Tough Latin America Season 1 under Fabricio Verdum. Now they're facing each other. Expect Revis to get the biggest pop as far as the main card is concerned, seeing as he is the only Chilean on the card. Ninja Canetti is fairly even in how he goes about getting victories with about half by KO and half by submission. Whereas Pitbull Revis has most of his stoppages via submission. So just like the Grasso Suarez fight, if they stay on the feet, advantage to Kennedy. It hits the ground, advantage Revis. Andrea KGB Lee will be making her long-awaited UFC debut against the Venezuelan, Veronica Macedo. Yeah, I'm sure I just butchered that. So we'll just call her Veronica going forward. Now, Veronica was unbeaten, answering, or I should say entering the UFC. But her first bout in the UFC was against Ashley Evans-Smith, and she lost that fight. The matchmakers are doing her no favors in her second fight in the UFC, putting her against Andrea KGB Lee. Lee has had about twice as many fights as Veronica has had, and she has had a number of notable fights and victories against people like Ariel Beck, Shannon Sin and Rachel Ostovich. The Voices marquee matchup for UFC uh, Fight Night 129 in Chile is the curtain jerker for the main card. You've got Vincente Luque, the silent assassin, versus Chad, the disciple, Laprise. Now, Laprise has been on a roll, winning the last three fights that he's had all by TKO. Whereas the Silent Assassin, since entering the UFC, has been living up to his nickname. The only decision that he's had in his six-fight UFC career was a loss to the surging Leon Edwards. The rest of his victories have been by stoppage. And the rest of the six fights, or I should say five out of those six fights, have been stoppages. So expect fireworks in this curtain jerker. And that's why it's the Voices Marquee matchup. 
Now, I do have a marquee matchup for the prelims this go-round. And it's gonna be Brandon the Assassin Baby Moreno versus Alexandre Pantoja. Assassin Baby has also been on a roll since entering the UFC. But he suffered a setback in his last bout, which was a headlining affair versus the perennial contender Sergio Pettis. Like Moreno, Pantoja was unbeaten in his UFC career coming off of Tough 24, which Moreno was also a participant in Tough 24. And actually, this fight is a rematch from that season where Pantoja took Assassin Baby out in the opening round of that competition via a submission. Has the Assassin Baby become a man? Or will the previous win be fueled for Alexandre the Cannibal Pantoja's fire? We won't know until the pin drops, the cage door locks, the thumbs go up, and they start the clock. To keep up with Trackstar Sports, like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page. Join the Trackstar Sports Facebook Debate Fuel group. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter as well as on Instagram. New content gets released regularly on Anchor.fm for the Android users out there. The easiest way to hear Trackstar Sports and all your favorite podcasts is by downloading the Podcast Republic app. Once there, subscribe to Trackstar Sports and new episodes will be ready for your listening pleasure. For iOS users, you can do the same thing via Apple Podcasts. Debate Fuel is our flagship show and it's broadcast live on Periscope at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday mornings. You can catch replays there on Periscope or you can hear the Debate Fuel podcast wherever you listen to Trackstar Sports. Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, host of the Trackstar Sports MMA main card, and I'm sounding off.